Hello my dear Chargers and welcome back to yet another episode of St. Robert's Day Game Podcast but this podcast episode is a little bit different it has nothing to do with day game it has nothing to do with dating this is an interview with my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach I've trained in a bunch of gyms in Europe and Latin America and this guy Gile runs my favorite gym the one the gym I consider my home gym Kimura Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Serbia but Gila isn't only a great jiu-jitsu coach, he's also a great guy off the mats outside of the gym. And this podcast isn't really about the classical jiu-jitsu, it's more about looking at jiu-jitsu as a self-defense thing, how practical, how applicable it is. And if you are, or if you have been thinking about trying it out, about giving it a go, then this podcast is for you and if you already have some experience then Gila has some crazy stories that you probably will love hearing for example how he has used jiu-jitsu when he was working as a bouncer in Paris many years ago or a story about how Henzo Gracie did an exprontum last minute class in his club Kimura Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Serbia last spring if you're new to my podcast then I'm St. Robert I'm a dating coach and this podcast used to be all about dating, but I took several months off doing this podcast. Um, but I decided I want to get back to it because podcast is like a longer form conversation where I can have interesting conversations with guys that I would actually enjoy chatting to and podcasts that I would just enjoy listening to with very interesting people I meet in my adventures when I travel and live all around the world. Uh, for example, the guy I interviewed the last, po- last podcast, Slava, who's a guy who has been living a digital nomad lifestyle for around 10 years now. And we were talking about how anyone can start making money online by learning off e-commerce and selling stuff on eBay, for example. If for whatever reason you decide you like this podcast, then well, whatever, subscribe, follow, you know the drill. I'm warning you guys in advance that uh, this interview was filmed a year ago, but the main audio source was fucked up. But then I realized that the camera's built-in microphone captured audio good enough to be published. So the audio in this podcast isn't perfect. I'm sorry about that, but it's still an interesting conversation. And if you are one of my regular listeners and you want to know what's going on, then, well, very shortly, I'm in Buenos Aires, Argentina right now. I'm going to be in Latin America for a few more months, like a month or two. Uh, probably a month then I'm heading to US for a month in April if I'll have any students there so if you want to work with me uh, in Brazil or Argentina or Chile or in the US then well uh, send me an email to Robert at st. Robert blog it is Robert at st. Robert blog and I'll send you all the information and with all of this being said let's get into the conversation with Gila so today we're here with Gile and we will get in a, we will get into who Gile is and why he is on the podcast shortly but first Gile let me ask you a really straight up question that there is if your wife watches this video there is just one question she wouldn't want to know the answer to from all the questions that are I'm gonna ask you when was the last time you were glad you know how to fight I can't remember man because I, I don't I don't get it. I don't actually use it in the street you know like uh, uh let's say maybe 20 years ago okay i'm not not even yeah. not even in a way that you had to fight but yeah. maybe you were in a situation that was like you just wanted to be sure that okay if, if something happens then like i'm safe and i can take care of whether it's you or you <coughs> see someone else being abused and because that's happened yeah. that that happened to me yeah. in serbia like a few weeks ago i just saw oh, really a, i just saw what here in selena venice i saw a black guy being a picked on by like four migrants really yeah it was like a month ago maybe yeah there's, there's a lot of migrants here man and uh, they're up to, up to no good very often and yeah so i mean no to be honest man i mean the thing is the street is the street the street is so dangerous you know you never know what can happen you know even though you know we both train jiu-jitsu and uh, we go we go against like really tough guys every day in the gym you know in the street you can have a smaller guy but who has a knife very often they have knives or cowards and or they attack you from behind so honestly i just don't i don't want to have any kind of any kind of trouble like that you know if it happens if someone attacks me i'll have to defend myself and uh, i just hope to god that you know the guy doesn't have a weapon because uh, no jiu-jitsu will save you against a knife man I, and i know what i'm talking about because i'm from the philippines you know the philippines is like a knife country yeah so yeah. oh yeah you have that martial art bucky 
uh, no, we have Kali. 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 Well, like the white people call it Kali, but we call it Agnis. Okay. Yeah. It's like the knives and the sticks. Yeah, I, the guy who ten years ago I was training Japanese jiu-jitsu actually mm-hmm. got my blue belt, but yeah. quite, but I, I didn't know I, I knew zero grappling yeah. actually. We, we yeah. did mostly striking and mm-hmm. some like throws and, and very very little ground stuff. <clears throat> but he stopped coaching jiu-jitsu and now he teaches Kali. I guess I think so. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I think yeah. it was Philippines. They had some mm-hmm. Philippines coaches doing seminars yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you have, you have these guys called the, the Dog Brothers, I don't know if you heard about them. They're like from the US and UK. And uh, so basically, like when I was a kid growing up in the Philippines, uh, they would come over for like, you know, training camps and, uh, and they would walk, like, walk around the shopping malls with this t- like, aggressive t shirt, Dog Brothers, you know? I'm like, whoa, what's this? You know? And like, yeah, they, it's kind of like us going to Brazil, you know, to train Jiu Jitsu with the Gracies and all. They were going to the Philippines to train with the Masters. Yeah. You know? So they were like really into it. So yeah. I, I wanted to touch about. To talk about this a bit later, but mm-hmm. let me ask you now: yeah. if it hasn't happened for twenty years, but yeah. I don't want to do this. Like this interview is about. It's not about sport jujitsu. It's no. not about. It's not about the art of jujitsu. It's about. This is a manly podcast, and, and <laughs> let's talk about fighting, basically. Okay. Right. Like, uh, if you were, or if you were in a situation where you had to defend yourself, and this is something I've been thinking about, and there are very different opinions about this. Yeah. There are people who say, well, you just put them in a, you pin them, you wait till police arrives and you give them up to police. And th- that's one of you how to, uh, that's one way how to look at street fights. And the other is, uh, well, fight like you're the third third ape uh, getting onto Noah's Ark and the rain is about to start to fall. Yeah, yeah. So what, what do you think is the better approach? Or well, not, not a better approach, but what's your approach if, if shit goes down? Like, Man, you just, just got to protect yourself and the ones around you. You know, if, uh, the thing is like for... For guys who train jiu-jitsu, like I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu, like, so if I know that from a legal point of view, even in Serbia, you know, uh, if I do anything, like if I, uh, if I use excessive force, it'll be held against me. Yeah. So if I, if I, if I control the guy, like I break his arm or whatever, uh, um, I don't know what the law is exactly in a call, but it's like, uh, they have to match the aggression. So if the guy comes with me with no, no weapons and I, I attack and I defend myself and I break his arm, then the then he can actually sue me, you know, for the, you know, but I, if the guy comes to me with a gun, and I and I kill him with the, his own gun, I think I'm I think I'm good, you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how it's in Serbia. In Latvia, yeah. it's I I spoken about this with lawyers. Yeah. And the uh, the rule is, if he attacks you, you strike him once, and shit happened. Yeah. It was a self defense. Or yeah, or, or if they strike you first, you know. Yeah. No. Even if they have. A screwdriver, a pipe, whatever you can strike first yeah, legally. Really. But the thing is, if you yeah, if you hit them once and something happens, that was self defense. But if you start a yeah. fight, then that's a fight, and that's who has a better lawyer. I just hope this never happens to me because honestly, like I used to work as a bouncer, so I, I saw crazy stuff, you know, in France and all that. But here in Serbia, you know, I'm, I'm like a family guy, you know. Yeah. I, I, my, my time is spent uh, picking my daughter at school, going to restaurants, uh, going to the park, going to jujitsu, and I don't really go to bars, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not around drunk people, you know, and I, I don't want to be because that's very often when, when, when trouble starts, people are intoxicated, you know. That's why actually I would so, want to next time stay in Boracharo and I'm in Serbia. Well, it's, it's more, it's more laid back, it's chilled, you know, it's like, you know, like, no, it's very safe, you know, I mean, a woman can walk in the, in the streets in Serbia like at 5 a.m., nothing will happen to her, you know. So, so yeah, honestly, like, I'm not really in touch with that, with that crazy situation we, we will talk about bouncer days <laughs> yeah. later yeah, for sure because sure, yeah, yeah. i want to talk about the practicality of bjj yeah. for for different scenarios yeah. whether that's self-defense whether that yeah. when you were working as a bouncer yeah. and effectiveness of bjj and other martial arts yeah. uh but maybe tell guys a little bit about who you are yeah. and why we're here because you are the owner Zagila is the owner of I've, I've traveled to very different places and I've trained jiu-jitsu, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in very different clubs and, and Gila is the owner and, and the head coach in my favorite number one gym in the world. Oh, thank you, my man. Thank you. <laughs> so, what's your, what's your story? Can you tell? Okay, just to give you a brief, uh, brief uh, story about my life. My name is uh, Gile Khomeini. Uh, my real name is Guillaume. It's a French name. So my father is French, my mother is Filipina, and I grew up with all over the world, uh, mostly uh, a childhood in the Philippines, then uh, in France, 
been in the UK, I lived in London as a teenager. And uh, when I started studying, I studied in Paris. And then from my work, I moved a bit all around Europe. And, uh, and now I live in Serbia for the last uh, 14 years, but I've been going back and forth to Serbia for the last 20 years, well, 20, 21 years actually now. And uh, yeah, I, um, I own this academy, this uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Belgrade, the Kimura, Kimura Jiu-Jitsu. If, if you guys train, come visit us, you know. And uh, we have some affiliates also in Bosnia, Sarajevo, Bosnia. We have in the north of Serbia, Subotica, it's a city. And we have in Ankara, Ankara, Turkey, you know. So it's kind of a unique that we have a Serbian academy which has affiliates in Bosnia. There used to be a big war between Serbia and Bosnia, yeah. if, if you know, it's crazy that Jiu-Jitsu can connect people that they forget about a war that happened like, you know, 25 years ago. And uh, yeah, and also we have in Turkey, which is a bit also funny because, you know, uh, the Ottoman Empire, so it's basically Turkey, it was, uh, it kind of it took over all this part of the world, the whole Balkans. And, but now, because of Jiu-Jitsu, we're all buddies, you know, and we all train together, so it's, it's pretty cool, you know. Uh, yeah, so I have that uh, those academies, and also um, I have this website called bjjee.com. So it's a it's a it's a BJJ Brazilian Jiu Jitsu news website and lifestyle website, which I started uh, nine years ago now, and it started off as a little blog, you know, about to highlight uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in the region of Eastern Europe Balkans, and it within a few months it grew so fast, and uh, and then we started covering the whole world and interviewing. Uh, Interviewing instructors and jiu-jitsu stars from Brazil, from Asia, Europe, you know. <clears throat> I think this had a bit to do with my background because I trained a bit in all those countries, so I had a lot of contacts. So I want to 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 put my friends uh, for you know to, to to highlight my friends, you know. And then next thing you know, we, it became quite big and I it went it, it went from a blog to a website. And uh, now it's uh, it's quite big, you know, just, um, just to give you a bit the numbers, you know. Uh, Traffic-wise, we're almost at a, a million uh, visitors per month, which is huge. You know, it's like a sixty percent U.S. traffic, and we're like depending on the month, obviously, but we're like top three in the world for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, it's like Flow Grappling, there's uh, Jiu-Jitsu Times, which is BJJE, and BJ Hero. So like we're we're up there, you know. So it's uh, and this website is my is my is my pride and joy. You know, I spent so much so many hours. I mean, much less now, but. I just spent so many hours working on it until 4 a.m. updating the news and everything, you know. So it's a labor of love, but I love it, you know. It's uh, I, I've never I never feel like I'm working when I'm when I'm on the website, you know. Yeah, that's the that's the interesting <laughs> thing about you. Why why I, why I like hanging out with you because <laughs> one thing that I see about you is there's one one personality trait that I have that I see that you have a, a lot. You do things because you like to do them. Yeah. And when you don't want to do them, you don't do them. Yes, that's right. And for example, you I asked you why aren't you coaching that much yourself? You you mostly have other other black belts uh, yeah. teaching classes, and you said, well, I like coaching, but I prefer learning. I prefer for learning training, to train. Yeah, learning and training. Yeah. Yeah, and that way you offer other black belts opportunities to coach, and that attracts more black belts. Exactly. And then I one day realized, oh, you're doing that, so you would attract more black belts, and you would have black belts to train with. Exactly. So the, the, the idea was like, uh, before the pandemic, basically, um, when I was a lower belt in Jiu-Jitsu, I, had, I didn't have a kid yet and I wasn't married, so I, I would have much more free time. So I, I used to go like one week, two weeks to train in London, Paris, and just to get experience, you know. Nowadays, I, I, I mean, I can do it, but I can't just take one week off. Hey, bye honey, I'm going to go train in Brazil, see you, you know, I can't do that, you know. Serbian wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also yeah, I had responsibilities. Man. Of I got, course, I got you had a kid, kid and all that. So also, so what? What I thought, like, how can I, how can I do this? You know, so I'm actually gonna bring them over. I have a lot of friends, like, and I, I'm gonna offer them, like, you know, I'll pay their trip, I'll pay their apartment, and they can teach at my academy. So my students can actually train with them, learn from them, and I can learn from them and train with them, and I can, I can improve that way. So. This was like uh, when you were here the first time. Were you here uh, when we brought all those guys? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah, so like late. yeah, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. We brought over like eight black belts from all over, and uh, the guys couldn't believe this. This had never been done in in Serbia before. We had a we had a black belt coming for two weeks, every time like that, and it was like you know, unheard of. You know, I had I had this apartment in the center, so like they were they were they were housed there. You know, and uh, I paid for. 
for the trip and I pay for the food sometimes and all that. And they were happy to return me. And yeah, and also during the pandemic, we also did that because in the UK, for example, they couldn't train, right? So the guys were desperate. So I put a message in the BJ Globetrotter. So I said, hey guys, if you guys want to come to train, you can train for free at my academy. If you're a black belt, you know, I'll, uh, I can I can subsidize your trip and all that. So they were all happy. So we had these guys coming over, you know, and it was awesome. You know? So for you, it is basically like a hobby. Like a whole gym thing is like a yeah, business a, slash hobby, but yeah, it's for it's, joy. Uh, you know, business, not so much because it, where I live in Serbia. It's, uh, you know, it's, to tell you the truth, it's kind of a poor country. You know, it's a beautiful country, but it's a poor country, you know, so... I don't want to, uh, I don't want to make money. I don't make like, like a lot of money here. You know, I want all the money I, I make with the academy, I reinvest it. So I, I buy better mats, I bring in instructors, you know, I, I pay for students, uh, trips to compete, you know, the ones who deserve it, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's it. You know, I, I don't, I don't use it as my pocket money because I mean, I have other sources of income, you know, and I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky like that, you know, that I'm able to work and then. So jiu-jitsu is my, it's my, it's my love, you know, right? and, uh, and also in the academy, like it's also my, it's my social, it's my social uh, network, circle, yeah. circle, you know, these are my friends, you know, so we spend so much time together and all that, so I like everybody to be happy, so for example, like we have like competitors, so I, I want to bring in good guys for them to train with, you know, and I didn't think about this, this, uh, this, I did, I, I got the idea from visiting other people, so I have this friend in Switzerland, uh, Frota, Augusto Frota, so the guy's a banker, you know, he's much more wealthy than me, you know, so he's able to bring in, like, he has a beautiful academy. So he would bring in, like, you know, probably a steam up for a week. He'd bring in, like, all these big stars, and his students were like, wow, you know. But his students were like, I'm like, these guys are really spoiled, but I wonder if they realize that this is not normal. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know? Even in your gym, because you're <laughs> such a charismatic and friendly guy, and Thanks people love that. hanging around Thanks with you, and, and, and because of that, partially, you know so many cool people, and... and when I arrived here, like one day, I see a story on, on Instagram, you with Henzo Gracie on the street. And yeah, well, I, I, we got lucky like that because I mean, like, I, I knew Henzo from before because uh, he was in, in Frota Academy in, in Zurich. So I was able to hang out with him and I uh, spent a weekend with him we went for dinner and all that. And then, like I, like I told you before, I, my uh, sister lived in New York. So I've been twice there and every time I went, I, I, I trained with Henzo. I met his mom, I met his, 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 some of his brothers. We also went for dinner. So super nice guy, you know, and then now he's working with the Brazilian government, so with the president. So he had a, it was funny, he had a, he had a, a trip, you know, to meet the president of Serbia. So uh, one of my good friends, Dusan, uh, I don't know if you met him, Dusan Bojic, she's, he works with Henzo and, uh, you know, he's also a Jiu-Jitsu guy, he trains at my academy when, he, when he's here in Serbia. So he said, hey, Henzo is here. So he passed me the phone, hey, my brother, how are you? Like, oh my God, Henzo. Uncle Henzo, you're here. I can't believe it. You know, so like, hey, come meet me. I'm in the pizza place. You know? So I, I, I ran. I ran for 15 minutes to get there. Oh, yeah, I got here. And he's like, I'm like, so what's your schedule like? You know, he's like, oh, I got to meet the president tomorrow. Then I got to fly back. I said, brother, please. It would mean a lot to my guys if you could come teach. I didn't say you give me the seminar. You know, Henzo's rich, man. You know, he doesn't care about making 2,000 euros in Serbia from like, you know, from poor Serbs to get the money like that, you know? Yeah. Like, dude, I'll, I'll try my best. I'm not promising anything, but I'll, I'll call you tomorrow if I can make it, you know? So I said, that, that would be awesome. The guys would love it, you know? So I told the guys, listen, get ready. May, there's a possibility of someone someone major in Jerusalem, with the biggest star in Jerusalem to come over to teach a class. They're like, well, who is it? Who is it? Maybe Hensel Gracie. Like, Maybe. The thing is that the white belt didn't, didn't even know who he was. Like, who? Yeah. Who? You know? But all the black ones were holy shit, you know. Yeah, like, they were so excited and yeah, they so asked excited. good questions. Yeah, and exactly, right? So like 30 minutes before our class started, he's like, okay, I'm coming. Like, fuck, you know, like, so he was, at, he was at the presidential palace and uh, Dushan told me, like, he actually told the president, oh, I got to go, I have to go teach a Jiu-Jitsu class. He's like, what, really? <laughs> so he came over to our academy, he, he, instead of staying half an hour, he said three hours. Actually, we couldn't, we couldn't get him to shut up. He, he, he didn't want to leave. You know, like we had like a ceasefire, you know, the lockdown was like at 10 o'clock. It's not until 12. Oh, damn, I yeah. left the club too early. Yeah, yeah you left early because like he didn't, he didn't stop talking. He's like, oh, one more position. Let me show you this one. You know, my, my, my grandpa taught me this, you know. He's like, man, and I, I got to go home, man. I, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Well, but you guys teach also not just BGJ. You yeah. are part of, you're like working together with Achille, right? That's right, yeah. And my partners. Yeah, yeah so and, and Achille teaches striking and wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys teach the grappling part to MMA, MMA part, yeah, yeah, to MMA guys. Yeah. And uh, it 
it's it's for me it's very kind of funny that I, I go to the gym, I roll with some people and and then I like I see them on Instagram or Facebook and it's like says like oh like Serbian national yeah, champion pro MMA yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's this blue belt it's yeah, like kind of tall yeah, exactly, big guy exactly. that guy is like Serbian champion in, in MMA <laughs> yeah. it's like damn okay I didn't know I just yeah, rolled with the guy he's not specialized in jiu-jitsu with you like they want to improve I guess yeah, yeah there are so many MMA guys like big big names yeah, big in name. MMA that I I I don't spend a lot of time in Serbia. Mm. And I don't know them, like, but then I like see them on Instagram. I was like, oh, damn, okay, I didn't know that. that that's incredible. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. the club is just unbelievable, and and, yeah. and I think part of it is is really the, the work you put in, like how you how you come up with great ideas to to attract these good black belts, these good good mm-hmm. teachers, and how you build friendships with them. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about a bit more about uh, let's talk a bit more about fighting. So there is the uh, biggest right. misconception. I, I think it's the number one biggest misconception. Guys say, I don't need to know how to fight. I can always run away. What's your take on that? But to be honest, uh, I mean, sometimes you don't have the choice. What if you're stuck in the elevator at some point? Some guy gonna rape you. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's because I was talking to Mr. Girl. D earlier. Yeah, saying that yeah. You can't run away always. It's like, I can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, the thing is, if you can run, I mean, no, run away. Running away is the best option. I'm not, well, I'm not kidding. One hundred percent. Yes, one hundred. The thing is, if uh, I, I, even I ran away, you know, it happened to me once. I was, uh, what was this? I was, uh, I was in a club. I, I, I felt really bad about doing this, but I was in a club. I was drunk, and I got into a fight with this guy, right? So I'm like, let's go outside. And he's like, okay, fine. We go outside, and it's just him and me, right? Took him down, double leg, run, pound. I'm like, that is easy. Next thing I know, I felt something in the back of my head. Yeah. Uh, can you see this here? Like, yeah, it's a scar. Right, it's a like scar. A bump. Yeah, it was one of his buddies. He, he put a key. Yeah. And it's like stabbing me. And like I was, and I went, what, what is this? And I started pissing blood. Yeah. You know, and I started looking around, and there were like 10 more guys coming. One guy with a, with a, with a, with a metal rod. I saw that, and it, it took me half a second to make a decision. I just, of course. I just ran. Of course. Because I know it's not going to end well. And they're going to end with me dead, probably, you know, or in hospital. And I ran, I ran to my car and I put my, took off my shirt and I put it around my head. I'm like, fuck. And, and that's why I'm here. Yeah. But I, this happened because I was out in a club drunk. Of course. You know, and some guy, whatever, some random guy for stepped on my foot or something. I don't know. <laughs> something, something stupid. Something so stupid. You know, it's not even worth it, you know. And the thing is, I thought, oh yeah, I trained jujitsu. I'm a I'm purple belt, like back in the days, you know. I'm going to kill this guy, man. No problem. Man, man, the street is unpredictable. Of course. So yeah, in that situation... Man. You run exactly. Yeah. Well, what I think about you can always run away when you're solo. But yeah. if you're with your girl, with your wife, with your kid, yeah, with maybe your mother, yeah, your yeah. grandparents, yeah, your exactly. sister, your yeah. friends, yeah. sometimes you can't run away, and, yeah. and that's when it becomes important. And yeah. I think learning martial arts because it you want to fight you. better is yeah. is not a good idea because yeah. then you will. I remember myself when I was twenty yeah. when I was training jujitsu. Once in a while, I wanted to know. Where am I at right now with my training? And yeah. once in a while, it just happened. Someone said, what the fuck are you looking at? I just right, said, let's go. go fuck yourself. <laughs> let's go. And I'm super happy that he's yeah. running over. He's like, okay, let's see where I'm at. Yeah. And th- I think that's a very bad attitude to have when you learn martial arts, because then yeah. you will get that urge to, oh, let's see how, let's yeah. see, let's see. Because I started, I got back into BGJ, because, well, first of all, I, I had some free evenings where I, and when I had a free evening, I used to, I don't know, like eat nachos and, and watch Netflix and, and sometimes like smoke a, smoke a joint or something. And I thought, I don't have a lot of free evenings, but I should have a more productive way to, to spend time. And, and since I had wanted to get back into martial arts for such a long time, and I found the best coach in Latvia for, for BGJ and grappling. Andrew. Yeah, great guy. And, and then I was kind of thinking about it, but then within three months, I got into three really stupid situations. Really. Like one was just I was buying stuff. I was buying my groceries, and there were the two Russian girls buying meat, and this drunk guy <laughs> hearing them them talking Russian and went completely Nazi on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like an exchange of words, nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing at all. But then, it, and when it happened three times in, in two months, I thought I started thinking, well, did it just happen, or or did I put myself sometimes so, in, in so, stupid so situations? So what happened with that? Did you and that drunk guy? Did you? No, I told him to like, yeah. come on, what the fuck are you doing? Shut the fuck up, like, leave yeah. these girls alone. Yeah. Store security came and kind of 
control calm down and, and yeah. as always but i thought well if i get in a stupid situation three times in two months maybe i should put my energy to good use and go start finally doing bgj and, and my, i had fixed my back and so that's how i got back into it uh, so that's the only reason i think running away is not the best idea sometimes you're with, with your girl with friends and, and and whenever you can of course it's, it's best to run away but yeah. my view is simple uh, and that's just my view i think chess is cool rugby is cool soccer is cool basketball is cool but martial arts are better <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah i mean i don't disagree with that but yeah, but I, I think I think people do, do sports for different reasons. I mean, I think any sport is good. You know, it's better than sitting on the couch and doing nothing. Or, and that or, was or, my or, reason. Or, or you know, you know, getting drunk or taking heroin or whatever. You know, any kind of activity is good. You know, like I've got a daughter. I'm not I'm not force force feeding her jiu-jitsu. You know, she's she trains tennis and gymnastics and all that. One day she wants to learn jiu-jitsu to keep herself safe. I'm of here. I'm here. Well, I mean, I train her already, but you know, I mean, uh, it's always there. So if someone wanted to learn their, learn to any, any martial art, whether that's just to protect themselves, mm-hmm. whether that's for, to have more productive evenings or they wanted to lose get into a competition, yeah. yeah, lose weight, this yeah. is partially why I do it, mm-hmm. then I can eat more junk food. Honest, <laughs> honest to God, same, like, same here, I can yeah. just eat a lot of junk food when I train British. And as soon as the lockdown started, oh my God, <laughs> I had to start thinking about what I eat. So let's say someone wants to get into martial arts. Yeah. And there are so many things to do. There's yeah. there is boxing. There is kickboxing. There is uh, there is BGJ. There is wrestling. There there are so many options. So how would you suggest someone starts thinking about how to pick a martial art to to try? I mean, I can just think about. I can just talk about my experience because when I I mean I always followed martial arts as a kid. I used to like watch Van Damme. Bruce Lee, that kind of stuff. But when I saw the UFC, that opened my eyes to what is really effective, you know. And you can learn any kind of martial art. You can learn Taekwondo, you can learn Karate, you know, it's always good, you know. But if you want to what's really effective, if you don't want to, if you don't want to waste your time with something which you know uh, is it, not going to work, you know, then I suggest you focus on what's effective, you know. And what's effective, and it's proven in, in mixed martial arts and the cage fighting, is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, Judo, you know, they are, you know, all, all, all martial arts which are derived from that, you know, these are dominant martial arts. What do you think about boxing, by the way, for, for not just sport, but mm-hmm. as like a thing to learn, but also practical applications? Boxing is great because the boxing is, a, is first of all, it's so old, you know, and, and, it, uh, and you, you learn, I mean, you learn about this, it's very, very skillful. It's yes. not this. It's not you're not you're not swinging. When you look at boxers, they're moving, they're, they're whopping and bobbing, and they, they don't they don't always throw power punches. You know, it's like bum, yeah. bum, 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 combinations. You know, it's a great it's a great also sport. You know, it's a, you know you lose a lot of weight. Uh, you know, the, the kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's, that's what I would recommend someone to learn. Any of those are, are, are good in my book. You know, I love the post you recently a few, few days ago. You put it on Facebook uh, yeah, about yeah. the, the what's, effective what's martial arts. What's 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 can you re- recap it? Yeah, basically. It, so I mean, for me, like there's like combat sports, okay, and there's martial arts, okay. So like combat sports is a is a is a martial art where you train, you train with the with the with the resisting opponents, okay. So you 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 stress test it, and that that tells you what works or what doesn't work because a lot of martial arts, for example, don't have any sparring. I'll give an example, okay. I I like aikido, you know, but. Aikido is one example. Aikido, you go in there, you practice like uh, movements, and you'll never use those movements against somebody who is defending. So, for example, you you, you go like this, okay? And, you know, if the guy puts all his weight, you cannot push through it because I'm putting all my body weight. I got two arms. You yeah. got one arm, okay? But in Aikido, they're gonna, they're gonna go like this. They're gonna go around it like that, you know? And like you expect your uh, your training partner or opponent to to to. Um, not to help you, but to, uh, to, 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 to facilitate your, your movement, you know what I mean? Whereas Jiu-Jitsu, if you push a guy, the guy, the guy is not going to push you. You're going to go around and all that, you know? You're going to find what's effective. So that's why. Um, so what I was saying is that a lot of, a lot of, a lot of martial artists who, who've been training these all their lives, they have a false image of, of, of themselves, you know? They think they're, they're badasses, you know? And I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've had a, 
they're not bad people, but like for example, I I I, I uh, met this guy, you know, he trained this uh, this traditional martial art, and we were sitting one day, you know, and he and uh, he asked me like, hey, how long have you been training jujitsu? I said, oh, I've been training twenty years, man. I'm still learning every day, and um, yeah, and I asked him, how about you? Oh, he's like, oh, I've been training twenty years also. It's martial arts. Oh, cool, man. And then, um, oh yeah, and I told him like, yeah, man, you know, like, I'm so happy I trained jujitsu because I can see. Uh, I can see how far I am from being from the elite of jiu-jitsu because you know I train with some champions, some world champions, and when I when I train with them, when I roll with them, they make me feel like, they make me feel like a, like a white belt. They make me feel like a like a like a, I'm tiny and they can they can basically do what they want with me. I'm not kidding. I, I trained with this guy once, a Brazilian guy. I'm like he was like on top of me. Like I'm like if this guy raped me, if this guy raped me now, I wouldn't be able to defend. You know, like a like 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 a gorilla with like a little monkey. It was, it was that kind of like strength, uh, strength and technique uh, difference, you know. And uh, when I t- when I told this to this guy, he's like, "Yeah, you know, I've been training uh, this martial art, and but I've I've uh, I've exchanged the techniques with some of these masters, and I never felt it, you know, I never felt impressed. I never felt like, wow, that's something that you would never hear from a from a normal Jiu-Jitsu black belt say because we know we know what's up, you know, we know that we know so much, and the, the, there are levels to this game. And it's, it's like. If you play football, okay, you're a decent like um, uh, first division football player or like semi-pro football player, okay, and then you play against Messi, or you play basketball against Michael Jordan, and you're like a uh, division three, yeah. then it's gonna smoke you like you like you like you like you like you like you don't even exist. But that's how, that's what that's the difference, you know. Whereas this guy is all it's his martial art is all about theory, so he he doesn't know what's up, you know. He thinks, oh yeah, I'm I'm dangerous, I I know a lot, and you know, so it, it kind of shocked me, you know. Yeah. And I thought, you know, this guy probably doesn't, he never properly sparred, you know. And then when I saw him spar with, 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 with one of my white belts, you know. I know. Okay, you know. I, I, I've yeah. sparred with, with, like, a guy who was a security guard, an Aikido guy. Yeah, yeah, man. It was, uh, okay. I was striking, but it still was. And then he's like, yeah, but it would have been different if the strikes were involved. I'm, I'm th- I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking. Yeah, it would have been worse for you, man. It would be both ways. Like, yeah, because, always because this ways. guy would, would put you, he would mount you, and if he stretch you like, and, and hit you from the mount, you, you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be finished, man. He's actually being nice, but nice stri- not striking you. Yeah, uh, th- you know? that's one argument against BGJ. People say, yeah, but what if you can punch? Exactly. You can punch both ways. If both ways. That. Both and, ways, and yeah. So but when it comes to martial arts, which include resistance, both like real rolling or, yeah. or sparring, uh, whether yeah. that's lighter or harder, and there's always in every, whatever yeah. you train, there will be people who will spar lightly and there are yeah. people who will spaz and can go crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's a way, that's basically whatever guys choose to train, the, the first question is, are they actually sparring in that, uh, in that martial art? Um, but I'm not, I'm not saying jiu-jitsu is the perfect martial art because no, it's, it's far from there, there is no perfect martial art to be honest. And like we often hear people say like, yeah, well, what about multiple attackers? I'm like, I'm sorry, but no martial art will, will teach you how to defend multiple attackers. It's not realistic, you know. Well, I think even boxing can't. You know, you, you don't train boxing every day in the gym against three guys. <laughs> you know, you train with one guy. If, if you're able to knock one guy out, then you like, can attack the next one. You know, I mean. That the we talked about street fights and defending ourselves. I mean, I, I got like in a few street fights like when I was twenty. You know, I didn't use jiu-jitsu, man. You know, I, I use like MMA, man. That's why I was I, I, I was against two guys. The guy attacked me. I went for a flying knee, got him, and then next I came, I'm like bam, bam, and that's it. I lift him up, and it was over in three seconds. You know, and then I just like walked away. Yeah, I think you know the striking, so, striking, because the pure instinct. It's pure yeah. instinct. If it, if it had gone to the ground, great. I would have gone to the ground. You know. I'm, good there also you know yeah but i think that's the thing with, with bjj and multiple opponents is you, know, you have to know some takedowns because yeah. the easiest thing oh, is yeah. you, you take a guy down you soccer kick, soccer kick him <laughs> and, and then you can deal with the next yeah, one yeah. Man. but you're not gonna take that that fight to the ground yeah. or it's towards. good to know some striking i mean I, yes. I'm, I'm happy I, I knew three years i did three years of muay thai before jiu-jitsu that's probably where it came in the, the flying flying knee and because <laughs> whoever yeah. said yeah. i just remember who said that like everyone has a plan until they get punched oh, in yeah. the face oh yeah oh, that's true and, that's, and true. that's with bjj you you think you know what you're doing but oh exactly like, that's that's why it's dangerous sometimes you, you think you're good you know it's always always i tell my, my students I, I try to remind myself always be humble there's always someone crazier than you someone stronger than you and in the gym and in the street also you know that's so. the thing i think 
any martial art which has sparring teaches you and, and I think that's the, the first thing that you can learn in a year mm. is manage the distance and see yeah. when he's coming in and keep the, and play with the distance and if he's yeah. coming in and it's okay the strikes are going to get thrown then close the distance go yeah. into clinch yeah. and if you as a BJJ guy knowing nothing you may be top trained a year but if you get to the clinch you're taking him down yeah because as a, as a jiu-jitsu guy even if you're a white belt six months in training you've had uh, many many rounds of, 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 of combat conditioning so you if, if someone attacks you you, you had that cardio, you, you have the endurance to, 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 to deal with a street situation. Whereas a guy who's just been training, like, you know, beating like that, it's, he's not used to that stress. You're used to uh, breathing for air and that kind of stuff. So that's why I even made an article once on my site saying, like, uh, competition, uh, jiu-jitsu competitions are the best, are the best uh, preparation for a street fight. Because it's very similar. It's the adrenaline and then the... the the uh, yeah, adrenaline rush when they, when you compete when you compete you're like oh my gosh you know like you're, yeah. that's like a street fight you know because you don't know the guy you don't know what he's gonna do and people are watching you and all that you know so it's very very similar you know so someone uh, I think there when when picking the martial art one big thing to take into consideration something I took into consideration is my age like I'm in yeah. my early thirties and yeah. I don't really want to go yeah. and do my thai when I'm in early thirties well you can you know you you can but. Yeah. There are consequences to yeah, being yeah, and, hit all the time. And injuries, sport, yeah. injuries when you are 20 is one thing, and injuries when you yeah. are in your 30s, yeah. 40s, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of a different yeah. thing. So what do you think about choosing martial art based on how old you are and what's more appropriate for different ages? To be honest, man, uh, I have friends who get injured just from watching TV. You know what I mean? Or for sitting down and working on the computer, they get like herniated discs. You know, so I mean... Uh, it's injuries you're gonna get them i mean i got injured uh, on, on my vacation like just like uh walking on the beach or something you know what i mean so you're gonna get injured uh you know anyway so might as well do some sport you know of course jiu-jitsu you will get injured or boxing you'll get injured but man it's part of the what i mean is uh, let's say someone wants to do some martial arts mm. and someone is in their 20s or someone is in their 30s and someone is in their 40s do you think yeah, the the choices they make about which martial art choose should change based on on their conditioning and age or or whatever. I don't think so. Honestly, I do. Like, we have guys in our gym who are like fifty seven, you know, and uh, some people are just tough. You know, they could, <laughs> but could they do Muay Thai at fifty seven? Yeah, start of course. Yeah, you, know, you have Muay Thai and you have Muay Thai. You don't you, you don't have to go balls to the wall every training and like ah, you know swing for the fences. You you got like. Muay Thai light also, you know what I mean? You have a, you, you can tell the instructor, listen, I'm older, I don't want to, I don't want to do some hard sparring every single night, you know, I just take it easy. And yeah, you can talk to the instructor. If I have a student tomorrow who's like 50 years old, never trained Jiu-Jitsu, but he has a huge desire to learn Jiu-Jitsu, he loves the sport, and we're, we're going to take care of him. You know, we're not going to put him uh, rolling against the, the purple belt monster trying to rip his head off every night. No. We're yeah, that ball tattoo guy. Yeah. <laughs> always tries, always rolls exactly. so hard. <laughs> so we're going to take care of him. If, if, they're, if they really love Jiu-Jitsu, they will take care of them. So, I mean, you can train everything. You, know, you can train CrossFit and CrossFit, man. You, oh, yeah. You, oh. you know what I mean? Injury is injury-wise. So, but you can also do CrossFit without, with, if you can control your ego and like, all, not compete with the others and all that. So you, don't, you, you, don't, you won't have to get injured every time, you know? Yeah, so I think uh, it depends on the person. Yeah, yeah maybe my maybe my misconceptions mm. of about striking come from me training it more than ten years ago yeah. when when the attitude at a gym at a strike museum was a little La- bit we in Latvia, man. It's like we we sparred, we sparred, we sparred, we sparred, we we went at it, and, course, and it was not like always you had bruises, and I can right now, yeah, sure, you had like some. Spots, but uh, the way I see it, you know, like whenever I get new students, they're like, oh, uh, coach, uh, my finger hurts, uh, my rib, Take uh, it and, and I'm like, dude, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. No, I'm telling them, listen, your body is 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 toughening up, and you're becoming a grappler. You're becoming a jiu-jitsu guy. You know, you're getting, you're getting, your skin is getting thicker. The skin on your feet are getting thicker from walking on the mat. You're, you know, you're transforming like a werewolf. You know, because. Becoming a grappler, so just deal with it. You're fine, man. Don't worry about it. You know? And then it becomes important what you do outside of gym. Like, how are you taking care of your health? Yeah, of course. Are yeah. you sleeping well? Or yeah, are you yeah. Recovering? That all, yeah. Older guys also should, you know, just do some strength and conditioning. You know, 
to, to strengthen the, the legs, the back, you know, these are the areas which are, because like Jiu-Jitsu, it can cause a lot of like muscle imbalance, you know, I mean, I, I guess, I guess I speak for it, I have like problems with my back also, but I do a lot to, 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 to strengthen it, like I, I, I went to see a doctor, was it like six years ago, he goes, oh, oh, you can forget about your sports career, you know, man, if I had listened to him, man, and, and since then I have like 20 competitions, you know what I'm saying, so like, Whatever, right? So you used to work as a bouncer when you used yeah. to live in France yeah. and, and yeah. different places. Uh, and I remember last time I was here, you were actually teaching a takedown, yeah. and you said, "Oh, this was the number one takedown I used as a bouncer." So can you talk about how effective was BGJ and, and your skills you got from in BGJ in your career as a bouncer? Yeah. So basically, when I was a student in Paris, like 20, 20 or so years ago, like you know, my my part time job on the weekends and during the week also was uh, security. So I, I worked in the in the one of the biggest clubs in France called the the, the Rex, the Rex Club. If you do it, you know, if you like techno music, you know, <laughs> it's quite famous. So it was like a mega club, like two thousand people, and we also used to do concerts, all the crazy concerts, you know, like Megadeth, uh, Britney Spears. Uh, Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it then. Oh, Britney Spears. Yeah, we all did it. We did it. Make it this Britney Spears. We did the Iron Maiden. I mean, it was awesome. We had, we had Chili Peppers, you know. And um, it was interesting because we had like 20 or so guys at security, and some of them were like UFC veterans, you know. Like, um, I don't know if you know them, like French guys, uh, Francis Carmon, you know, he fought the Jacare, you know. And this guy, Moise Rimbon, also is a really, really tough guy. So we had. Basically, like ninety percent of the bouncers were like martial artists. It was, it was it was crazy, man. So we would be at the door the whole night, you know, and we're just talking about jujitsu, you know, and MMA, jujitsu, MMA, jujitsu, MMA. And then boom, red light, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like overtrained. We were all fucking training, you know. So like the poor guys never had a chance, you know. Like and we had problems because the the boss he had to ban chokeholds. Like, oh, you cannot choke that anymore. And then, oh, you can't, you can't you know, we're banning the Kimura. I can't do the Kimura anymore, man. So. Someone's arm probably got ripped out or something. <laughs> people ask me, why do I call my academy Kimura? Well, it's a long, I, I, I can't really tell on tape, but uh, something happened with the Kimura and me and one guy in, 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 a, in one incident in a, in a club, you know. But anyway, that's, that's where I'll tell you off, offline, okay. you know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we were like, man, those guys never had a chance because. Like, like you know, we said before, we're, we're training all day long with these beasts, and then we have these like guys smoking pot, like, hey man, you know, come, come here. <laughs> Our, arm come up, you know, I op, 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 open the, the fire door, escape with his head. <laughs> Let's go, you know. It, it was, it was, it was, it was funny, man, you know. And uh, yeah, so the, the guys chill the fuck out, you know, chill out, you know, please, you know. And um, I guess now it's different in France, you know, like Paris is a bit more dangerous, now people have more guns and all that, but back in the days, because in Latvia, we recently had an incident with one of the top Latvian MMA fighters oh, yeah. uh, hitting some girl in a club and yeah, yeah. goes out of the club and, and car, car pulls up and, and shoot, shoots him in the stomach yeah, five yeah. times. And, and a year later, he does a bare knuckle boxing fight in Ukraine. Oh, really? Yeah. Tough guy, man. Yeah, yeah, that, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, we had the same thing in Serbia. Like, but the thing is, in, in Serbia, like a lot of the clubs here, the bouncers are either cops or criminals. It's like, or both, you know, so like, there's a lot of incidents of, you know, like, like really bad things happening. And it's funny because in most, like in Paris, like all the clubs are all jiu-jitsu guys or MMA guys. So I, I knew all of them, you know, and like very often I was like with my wife going, like lining up in the, 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 the queue to go in, like, oh, you see my ears, jiu-jitsu, you know, like I'm in first, first row, you know, like, yeah, table, you know. Whereas here, man, like I, I had a funny incident, uh, what, like a few years ago, I, I went to a, to a Serbian club. And I see the two big bouncers, you know, and like one of them like is like they're like fooling around, they're like wrestling, and like he puts a guy in the guillotine, like oh, jujitsu. He goes, "Nevrat kajeden, treniram kajeden," and he's like, "No, bro, uh, I I train uh, uh, K one." I'm like, "What? What is that? Yeah." I'm like, "Like I train UFC, you know." I'm like, "I I know this guy was full of shit. You train K one. K one is an organization, man. Yeah. You know, like bullshit." Basically, he didn't train jack shit. He just he's a bodybuilder, man. You know, and I knew it was full of shit. I'm like, uh, okay, you know, <laughs> it was funny, man. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so let's say someone decides to start training BJJ. They they listen to you a little bit. It's like, okay, maybe like five guys from everyone who listens to this. And actually, I have some. 
quite a few BJJ guys in my following. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who do what I do, they actually do BJJ because both uh, both seduction is very technical and geeky, and and and, and BJJ is an incredibly technical, geeky thing. That's why mm -hmm. so many geeks really love it. Uh, so let's say someone decides to, to give it a go yeah. and, and they want it to be practical, not just in the gym, but in case they just want to think about that as well. So what, what's the one thing maybe they should focus most on in the first year? Maybe first six months you, you don't really focus on anything, you're just being killed and, <laughs> and you learn not to die and, and just like, but, but you learn, you get really good at tapping, but then I felt like after six months, like when rolling against someone who was who had done it maybe like a few more months more, like a six months more or one year more, I wasn't at least being, I wasn't being destroyed all the time. So I could actually, oh, I can hit a triangle or I can yeah. hit this. Sometimes you start hitting some stuff. So I think the first six months is just dying and then, then you are kind of yeah. starting to think, okay, what's my game? So if someone starts to, to train BGJ with an idea that I want this to be applicable in real life situations, what maybe they should pay the most attention attention during the first year or first two years their their white belt times yeah first of all i just want to say one thing a lot of people like uh, what gets them into the gym is like they want to learn how to defend themselves right yes that's why i'm asking this yeah. question but <laughs> like I, that's that, that's why probably you started that's why i started like, what keeps them there is everything else the the martial the sports aspect their friends you know the confidence and everything you know so that's why they stay you know and at the end yeah whatever uh, like the, the self-defense aspect goes from like first to like yeah sixth or seventh or eighth. It's like it doesn't it's not, it doesn't matter anymore because you know we don't care about that anymore. So yeah, and uh, so to answer the question about um, what should they focus on for the first six months, I think just to just to uh, try and uh, embrace the sport. Uh, you know, if you come from forever, if you come from another another martial art, just uh, empty your cup. You know, if you come from uh, whatever judo or something, just empty your cup. Like, don't think oh this is how we do it in judo. Why is it different? Say so, you know, embrace that. You know, like uh, this is how you do it here, and I'm gonna I'm do it how you do it here. And if you if you're a complete beginner, you know, just come as, as often as you can to class. Sit in the first row when the the coach is showing a technique. Show interest. Drill as much as you can to get the, the repetition. Make friends, uh, and the rest will the rest will follow. And also very important, uh, learn to to not take it personal uh, and and not to get too down when, when you when you lose a role or something you know it's everybody has gone through that you know the, the instructor the per, the brown belt the purple they all went through what you've been through so they, they know how you feel you know and very often i see like some new students and they're i see them like they're feeling down you know so it's my role and instructor. hey man you're okay buddy you know don't worry about it you know or like if i see them something like, hey come here let me show you something try this out you know try this this little this little this little detail you know and that that makes their day you know so that's it. Just, just you know, try and survive the first six months. It get it gets easier as you go. But also one more thing I tell you. I mean, I, I've been training for twenty years. I still uh, don't know shit, bro. I don't know shit about jiu-jitsu. I know I know a, I know a little bit, but there's so much to learn. It's endless, you know. Like for example, like so many parts of my game are missing. You know, I, I'm like for example, I'm a, I'm like a blue belt in leg locks. You know, I know I know I know the basics and all that, but I'm, I don't know all the crazy setups which. Because the game it keeps evolving, so yeah. for all of us, we need to keep uh, keep in, uh, you know keep updated. It's like a like a software. You need to update the software all the time, you know. So yeah, for the new guys, just uh, embrace it, man. You know. Uh, will BGJ make someone ripped? <laughs> ripped? Yeah, because you know guys want to be ripped. We'll, we'll no, it, it, it'll it'll get you in shape uh, if you really want to get like super. Huge muscular to lift weights, you know. Yeah, because BJJ. Ah, oh, you know the thing is like uh, if you look at jiu-jitsu guys, like who, if they only do jiu-jitsu, they're uh, how do you call them? They're like um, they're like ninjas, you know, like they're they're more thin, and not thin, but like uh, like fit, and like they they're like uh, they're like cats, you know. Yeah. But if you can you can add muscle, I mean, I re I rec actually recommend it. You add muscle just as long as you don't get obsessed by uh, building muscle in the gym because that doesn't always transfer very well, you know. Me, like for example, I'm 84 kilos at the moment. That 84 kilo me would destroy the 97 kilo me because the endurance, I have much more endurance. Uh, my cardio is better and all that. Maybe the, the only thing that 97 kilo me is has going is a pure strength or like a deadlift or something. But 
pressure. Yeah, tough pressure, but that that goes that doesn't get it does not important anymore once when the guy starts to beat you, you know. So yeah. Okay. So someone who wants to start training wherever they are in the world, yeah. how do they find the gym to join in, in, in their city? Yeah, I mean Google. Google is your friend, you know. But there are so many gyms yeah. in each city, even if you go to Serbia, there's so many yeah. gyms and, and Well my advice first look at the website, you know, and see what it looks like, uh, some if there's some pictures, you know, usually like some the thing is, the website doesn't also, doesn't have to say that the gym is good or not. Yes, and yes, some really shitty gyms, which are great websites, and and the and the opposite also. So the best is to give him a call first or an email, you know, uh, and then if, if they don't answer, just go visit anyway. You know, sometimes the instructor doesn't give a shit; he doesn't answer. You know, I think it's a good sign in a way. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes you you have great instructors; they're not good with they're not good with, with you know computer or whatever. Yeah. But the best is you go for a trial class, try it out. And then go to another one, go to two or three, you know, and make a decision. See what, what's best for you and do it, uh, how do you like the, the people there, the instructor, the vibe, you know, the cleanliness and all that. And if, and because this, once you're in a gym, you know, you can switch, you know, but it's, you know, it's not really, you know, yeah, yeah it's tricky. a bit awkward after, you know, because you make a, you make a, it's like a, this is very tribal, you know. Like in my gym, I have guys who, who move academy all the time. It's no problem. And I'm just happy that they continue to do so, you know. But in some some instructors they get really personal, you know. So you're you're joining a tribe, and in some cases even a gang. You're joining a gang, you know. So you gotta stick with them for a while, you know. So it's uh you gotta make the right decision after, you know. That's why maybe take your time, spend them a week, and go a week or a week, you know, and see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So Gila, if if guys wanna learn more about you, your academy. Maybe they want to visit your gym in Serbia or in other places. Where, where can they find more info about you and, and your projects? Well, I'm on the internet. You know, you can uh, look at the Kimura uh, BJJ Serbia. You know, and uh, everybody's welcome. You know, to come over, come to Serbia. It's a beautiful country, nice people, great food, and uh, good jujitsu. You know, and it's uh, it's affordable. You know, for if you're coming from Western Europe, America, Asia, whatever, it's. It, the prices are very good here. You can you can you can live for like you know whatever a thousand euros a month. You can live like a king, you know. And uh, we're all friendly in the academy. Like we have a lot of foreigners. You know, like Robert, he can, he's coming here for a second time already. He loves it. You know, and we're English speaking. I'm a, I'm a foreigner myself. You know, and we have yeah we have a Japanese black belt. We have Filipino American black belt. We have uh, Russian. We have Latvian, Brazilian, Argentinian. Chilean also, yeah, the Chilean. That's where the lockdown on yeah, the exactly. one yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, these are guys who live here. Yeah, these are guys who live here long term, and they just they happen to train at the academy. And we have a lot of like really cool serves also, and uh, all everybody's English speaking. So you're all welcome to come over if you're a beginner. You know, we have um, beginner programs here also. You know, we have uh, two times a week for beginners. So welcome to come, guys. You know. Well, Gila, thank you so much for doing thank that. You, man. Thank you. And uh, guys, all the links to Gila and his websites will be in the description, so make sure you check them out. And bye. Yes, thank you. Well, guys, thanks for listening. If you liked this podcast episode, then you might also like the podcast episode I published last week, the interview with Slava about e-commerce. Give it, a, give it a listen or subscribe, follow. You know the drill. And if you are new to my channel and you want to learn more about dating and day game and everything that I teach, then you can check out my YouTube channel by searching Saint Robert Day Game on YouTube. Or if you want to learn how to improve your dates, you want to learn what exactly you should do on dates when you go out with lovely girls or how to improve your texting, then head over to daygamecourses.com because we have several free courses there. Thank you for listening and bye.